heat, but not much light. My weekly market review, July 31st, 2022. Last week's big story was always supposed to be the Fed's interest rate hike on Wednesday, but in the end, that proved to be rather uneventful and lacked any kind of wow moment. The surprise-averse stock market absolutely loved that. But what really generated a huge amount of heat, but precious little light, was the often hyperbolic, ill-informed, and sometimes blatantly politically motivated media reaction to the preliminary estimate of Q2 2022 gross domestic product GDP on Thursday. Who knew that the release of a Q2 GDP initial estimate could generate such passion and vitriol? The week began with an indecisive meandering session on Monday, but after the close, retail juggernaut Walmart shocked the market. It's been staring us in the face for weeks, if not months, but it took Walmart to announce it, that higher prices for food and fuel were forcing shoppers to hold back on other items and that its previous outlook and guidance for Q2 and the full year was very wrong and needed to be meaningfully changed and not in a good way to really make investors realize inflation is now finally starting to cause a real demand problem in the US economy. Supply shortage has become overstocking. And if the biggest US retailer is feeling it so badly, then who else can possibly escape the pain? Walmart stores have too many unsold items and it's going to have to slash prices to reduce its merchandise inventory levels. The stock crapped out nearly 10% in after hours trading on Monday before making up some ground later in the week. The announcement and its implications and aftermath sent a shiver through the whole market when things opened on Tuesday morning. All the giddy, boisterous optimism of the week before was sucked out of the atmosphere as investors apprehensively approached hugely significant earnings from the big guns and the Fed interest rate decision and the initial Q2 GDP print. A less hawkish than feared, yet still inflation-fighting focused Federal Reserve doing what was expected was precisely what the markets wanted to see on Wednesday, and they got it. The central bank duly raised interest rates by 0.75% for the second time in as many months. The Fed funds rate now stands at a target range of 2.25% to 2.5%. During his press conference, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell emphasized the Fed's commitment to restoring price stability and said failing isn't an option. Another three quarters of a percent hike might be necessary at the Fed's next meeting in late September, he said, but there's a lot of time and a lot of data releases between now and then. He essentially acknowledged that a, slow, uh, a slowing economy, while still emphasizing that inflation was unacceptably high. That combination seemed to thread the needle perfectly as far as the stock market was concerned. The Fed isn't giving up on the fight against inflation, but it isn't flagrantly driving the economy into a recession either. Stocks were unable to find any negativity, negativity and rallied hard after the decision was announced, pushing even higher during Powell's presser. Two back-to-back -back quarters of negative growth as measured by GDP is often considered as a common rule of thumb that a recession is underway, 
but actually this is just table stakes for a recession declaration. The group of eight economists at the National Bureau of Economic Research, NBER, who get to officially call it, also evaluates a range of other indicators, such as retail sales, personal income and consumption, manufacturing output, and very importantly, the labor market in reaching their conclusion. And the process has always been fuzzy. Its official mandate does not even mention GDP or two consecutive quarters. The determination of the months of peaks and troughs is based on a range of monthly measures of aggregate real economic activity published by the federal statistic agencies, it reads. As I've mentioned in a previous report, they considered their audience to be economic historians and statisticians in three, five, 20 or 100 years time, looking back on long ago recessions. They are absolutely not into producing real-time information for use by hedge funds, day traders, black box algorithm designers, CNBC pundits, or opportunistic party political snipers. It was announced on Thursday that the initial estimate for quarterly GDP for Q2 2022 was minus 0.9, following the final estimate for Q1 of minus 1.6% which inevitably read to many squealing media outlets confidently announcing that an official recession based on the two consecutive quarters misapprehension. Let me be clear, even if we do end up with two consecutive quarters of negative GDP prints, even after two more revisions for Q2, the US economy was very clearly not contracting in either quarter in 2022 and is right now not yet in a recession. How can I say that with such confidence? First, drawing any conclusions from Thursday's GDP report is premature and risks making one look foolish. A final quarterly GDP number actually comes in a process of three incremental reports over the period of many weeks, which can change dramatically from report to report as more data becomes available. The number on the third report is deemed to be the official figure for that quarter. What came out last Thursday was just the first estimate of the three for Q2, which is based on the least amount of data and will doubtless be heavily revised on two separate occasions in the coming weeks. Second, the main, some would argue only, reason US GDP showed as negative in Q1 was because of inventory builds and imports. Remember, GDP was created to measure the net output of the US economy, so everything imported is deemed to subtract from US economic output. GDP was clearly created in a very different global economy. It was the statistical influence of the inventory builds and imports, also spurred by a strong dollar, that pushed Q1 GDP into negative territory. The fact is that Americans spent money like water in the first half of the year, and the US economy grew solidly in Q1, according to any and all measures of consumer spending, which rose 1.8% in Q1 and followed that up with another 1% increase in Q2, and consumption, as well as ridiculously buoyant labor market data. And third, Q2 2022 saw retail sales, durable goods spending, personal consumption, consumer and business spending and investment all move higher again. US corporate earnings handily beat estimates most of the time, 
Most importantly, the economy has added 2.75 million jobs since New Year's Day. And the unemployment rate has remained steady at a historically low rate of around 3.6% all year. You cannot be experiencing a recession while the economy is sporting those kind of numbers, no matter what GDP estimates say. So while Thursday's GDP numbers were no good at all to anyone trying to draw a real-time conclusion about where the economy is at, they were really, really good for lazy headline writers and those looking to whip up hysteria for either investor attention, social media eyeballs, or party political point scoring. And that was what was responsible for much of the nonsense that we saw and read on Thursday and Friday and into the weekend. Much of big tech announced Q2 earnings and forward guidance during the week. And the aggregate outcome was probably a six and a half out of 10. Alphabet Google, Amazon, Apple, Meta Facebook, and Microsoft haven't been as unstoppable this year as investors have gotten used to seeing over the past decade, but their combined weight of close to 25% of the S&P 500 still means that their results matter for the broader market. Collectively, they brought in a total of $354 billion in revenue in Q2, with Amazon and Apple probably happiest with their results and Meta Facebook not so much. To come full circle, we are not in a recession, whatever the economist wonks, CNN or Fox News say, nor have we been in one at any time in 2022. But, big but, what the Walmart announcement finally brought home to everyone last week is that the current level of inflation is starting to prove so damaging that for all our sakes, it needs to be dealt with absolutely ruthlessly by the Fed. If not, the next few months could become an economic shit show. Remember, the current stock market rally that has seen the S&P 500 rise by over 9% and the Nasdaq 100 by over 12.5% in July has been entirely underwritten by an assumption that inflation has peaked. If this is not borne out by the consumer price index data to be released on August 10th, mark that date in your diary, then look out below is all I can say for stock prices.